this is Farah Osbeck. Welcome to Military Law Matters, the podcast that gives you insight into military law so you know your rights and don't become a victim of injustice. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Elizabeth Jameson. Elizabeth is an attorney with the Department of Veterans Affairs. She's also the wife of a Navy helicopter pilot, and she spends a lot of her time working with the American Bar Association Legal Assistance for Military Personnel Committee, where she works with other attorneys to try to ensure that military members and their families have free legal resources for all types of issues they're facing, whether it be veterans claims, legal assistance, other issues uh, military members and families face. So you do not want to miss this episode if you want to know all the resources available through the American Bar Association and hear Elizabeth talk about other initiatives she's involved with. Good afternoon, Elizabeth. Glad you can join us today on the Military Law Matters podcast. How are you doing today, Elizabeth? Good. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, doing very well, getting ready uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, this will probably air after, I, I know it's going to air actually after Thanksgiving, but a busy week. Um, so Elizabeth, uh, just to tell our uh, listeners, Elizabeth's going to provide us, uh, our listeners, some very important information today as it relates to some organizations she's involved with that helps the military community. So before I begin the interview with Elizabeth, I'd like to tell you a little bit about her. Elizabeth, Jameson is an attorney with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs in Washington, D.C., where she authors legal briefs and provides recommendations for appropriate action in, by the Veterans Administration. She also drafts decisions for review by the Veterans Law Judges. Elizabeth is also a member of the Standing Committee on Legal Assistance for Military Personnel of the American Bar Association, where she takes part in initiatives to help the military community. In addition to her full-time job at the VA, her work with the ABA LAMP Committee, she's also the president of the Military Spouse JD Network, where she represents the unique interests of attorneys married to U.S. military personnel stationed in the U.S. and abroad. Elizabeth has received numerous awards for her leadership and volunteer work, including the award she got as the Military Spouse of the Year while she was stationed with her husband, who was an active-duty Navy helicopter pilot in Newport, Rhode Island, when they were stationed there. Elizabeth, you have so many impressive accomplishments, so many leadership positions, and I know you're involved in a lot of uh, these committees now, helping the military community in so many ways. So I'd like to start by asking you, Elizabeth, can you tell our listeners Initially, talking about the ABA LAMP Committee, what type of initiatives are you involved with there where you're helping the military community? Sure. Well, thank you. Uh, that is, I, <laughs> it's interesting to hear your own uh, bio uh, read back to you. So uh, thank you for that very nice introduction. Um, I'll give, I guess, a disclaimer that I am not speaking in my role um, with the VA today, but just in my personal capacity. Um, and I appreciate the opportunity to share, um, some of the great work that's being done in the military legal community. And, uh, as you said, one of the, uh, initiatives I'm involved with is the standing committee on the legal assistance for military personnel through the ABA or the LAMP committee, as we, uh, refer to it. And they do a lot of great work. Um, and uh, surrounding uh, legal assistance for service members and their families. Um, and before I really dive into that, I would like to encourage folks to, you know, check out the ABA. Certainly, if you're an attorney, I hope you'll, you'll join us. Um, there's just a ton of great resources and committees like the LAMP Committee doing work across the legal spectrum. 
Um, and Jags, um, I believe get a discount and potentially free ABA membership. So there's really no reason, um, not to be part of the, the great work being done by the ABA. Um, military spouse attorneys can also get uh, a discount on, on membership as well through MSJDN, which I'll be talking about later. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Elizabeth. Yeah, they do actually offer great discounts, and I'm a member of the ABA, one of the, and part of uh, one of the small solo uh, attorneys group with the ABA. So that's a that's great that you pointed that out. Yeah, I got to get in the membership plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are, like I said, they're doing really, really great work, and just so many different areas of the practice of law. So. Um, I will talk a little bit about the LAMP committee. I've just recently joined um, as a member of the committee um, for a three-year term, which is really exciting. Uh, and folks can go to the website, to the itsamericanbar.org, and um, look at the committee page. There's a lot of fantastic information there. And one of the projects um, that we work on is the Military Pro Bono Project, so that is a it's a national network of attorneys offering pro bono legal services to active duty military families. And the way it works is JAGs working in legal assistance in an office on base and, um, you know, have all these cases come through to them and, um, you know, are able to help with some. But there's some cases JAGs can't help with either due to bandwidth or, you know, they're not able to go out into to court to represent uh, the service members. So they can refer these cases to be placed with a civilian pro bono attorney. And um, the ABA has some great staff that works on this and matches, um, matches the cases to attorneys. And I would really invite folks to go look at it's uh, militaryprobono.org. And you can um, see the cases that are available now if you're interested in helping out with a case. Um, and there's a whole library full of resources with webinars and just a lot of great information um, there on how to get involved, you know, exactly what the Pro Bono Project does, how to get involved if you're interested in volunteering. Um, and some of the available cases across the country. I'm looking at it right now, and there's Florida and California, so um, this is really a, a nationwide operation. Um, and then another kind of subset of this project is Operation Standby, and this allows JAGs to reach out and talk to civilian attorneys um, for... Um, some attorney to attorney advice, you know, if they run into an issue on a case and would just like some maybe expert input from someone in that jurisdiction, um, they can use Operation Standby uh, to get plugged in. And, and, you know, it's nice to be able to bounce, bounce around uh, some ideas on how to handle some of these trickier cases. And so they're able to do that through operation standby. Okay. okay. Elizabeth, can you tell with the pro bono pod project, it's a great project. It allows, uh, you know, volunteer attorneys to help out, etc. How do, uh, military members or their family members who need assistance, how do they actually, uh, contact this, uh, network to get assistance? Is it through the ABA website? So they, the cases are taken through the legal assistance offices 
So the families um, or service members can go to their legal assistance office on base um, and then be referred through the uh, JAGs there. So they don't take them directly through the website, um, but it's run through the, the legal assistance offices. Okay, great. So that would apply for all the services. So if you're a military member listening and you um, need some assistance, remember to... Uh, when you're talking to your legal assistance attorney, mention that if it's a it's if it's a subject matter that the legal assistance attorney cannot be involved with based on the location or the law involved, you could always mention that. I'm sure all the JAGs are aware of this, but it's good for the potential clients, the uh, military members out there listening, to know this resource is available and it's a great resource, and they they get to hopefully um, you know work with civilian attorneys who specialize in their specific issue. So thanks for clarifying that, Elizabeth. Um, and then the Operation Standby you talked about, where JAGs can get mentorship and bounce off ideas with uh, with each other and others, with civilian attorneys, correct? Right, okay. right. Who have yeah. specialty in that. Because at legal assist, I was a legal assistance attorney too. And, you know, you have, you know, different areas you work on, but we can't be a specialist in every area of law. So I think that would be a great benefit for JAGs to be able to consult with a specialist. So great. What, any other initiatives that you're involved with through the ABA LAMP committee? Yeah. So I think, you know, talking about how military families get that help, um, a, a great resource also on the ABA's website is the ABA Homefront page. And so this is where uh, families could go and maybe get some some information. Uh, there's a really great directory of programs so that you, uh, there's a map, you can click on the state and it pops up with information on um, legal assistance available in that jurisdiction. And so that's a really great way to get, uh, to get connected um, you know, with someone to, to help out. Uh, and that's not necessarily, you know, limited to on-base services that could be, you know, legal clinics out in town, um, law school clinics, um, a whole host of resources available there. And, uh, there's, you know, just some very general information as well about working with an attorney, what to expect when you're, you know, dealing with some of these legal issues and bringing on legal representation, um, there's some some information on uh, the SCRA, the Service Member Civil Relief Act, um, and and family law issues. And there's just a great library there um, uh, with some legal reference materials. Uh, but I think most importantly, that program directory is is super helpful for military families. Okay, great. Yeah, and then lastly, I'll touch briefly on um, VCAN, that is the Veterans Claims Assistant Net Assistance Network, excuse me. And so that's a program that helps with, uh, with disability claims. And uh, the ABA's recently launched with uh, support from Jones Day, uh, a great law firm, uh, a, a program called Vetlex. And that uh, is going to be fantastic and really, in a way, an expanded way for families to connect with uh, veteran service organizations, pro bono or low bono um, attorneys. And the goal is really to connect um, all these legal clinics and 
you know, attorneys willing to do pro bono and the various legal assistance programs so that families can come to one place and uh, bring their issue and, and be connected with uh, services. So um, vetlex.org is the website. Is that L-E-X, Elizabeth? L-E-X, yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. And I, I know, you know, and it's important. I'm, I'm so glad you're mentioning all these programs because I, you know, through the pro through the podcast, I interview people who, you know, there's attorneys who help clients handle VA claims, etc., VA appeals. But, um, you know, some of the, the attorneys, most of them, you know, do this as a living and um, some of it not pro bono. They also do pro bono work, but it's nice that you're telling us about different organizations and through the ABA, they'll be able to, for people who perhaps, you know, can get just pro bono help initially and never even actually have to pay um, the attorney. So th- these are new programs. I actually was not even familiar with this Veterans Claims Assistant Network. So this is, uh, I'm glad you're sharing this information with our listeners. Yeah, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand about how many different resources are out there. Um, and it can be to the point where it is overwhelming. You know, you know, there's support out there somewhere, but um, sometimes it can be difficult to sift through the programs and find uh, what's what's right for you. So uh, always happy to <laughs> try and provide some clarification and get folks connected with the right resources because there are so many. I mean, there's fantastic resources here um, available, and we want to make sure people are getting connected with uh, with what they need. Yeah, it's nice. We were talking, you know, with the veterans, there's so many people and organizations who want to help veterans. So that's the good thing. There's so many resources out there. It's just a matter of knowing, you know, which one to go to. So I guess in general, that's a very positive thing that people, um, you know, want to help our heroes. So, well, that's that's great. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the uh, your work with the VA, uh, with the ABA LAMP committee, Elizabeth? No, I don't think so. Uh, like I said, I'm just I'm really excited to be starting out with the LAMP committee, and uh, I hope uh, attorneys, you know, will get plugged in, and you know, you can follow along and join the committee. Um, all the information is on the the ABA's website, uh, you know, for for those interested in getting more involved. Okay. Well, great. Well, in addition to, as I said prior in your, your bio, which was which really didn't cover all the things you did. I had to summarize it pretty much. But Elizabeth, I know you're also the president of the Military Spouse JD Network. So please tell our listeners what this organization is all about. Yeah, so uh, the Military Spouse JD Network, uh, MSJDN, um, is a bar association for military spouse attorneys. And we have uh, over 700 members, and we've identified over 1,200 military spouse attorneys around the globe. And so uh, we were formed uh, in 2011 when just one (laughs) military spouse thought she was the only one crazy enough to try and balance a legal career with uh, some of the mobility challenges that come along with being a military family member. And I'm sure many of the attorneys uh, listening can relate to taking one bar exam and never wanting to do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can identify, definitely. <laughs> but we have members who have taken four, five, six bar exams because when you're moving every two or three years, 
to PCS along with your service member um, and trying to maintain a legal career, the licensing structure can be a, a real challenge. And even if you're willing and able to take repeated bar exams, which is a special kind of, of torture I don't want to put myself through, mm-hmm. um, you know, it can be challenging because a lot of times you don't get the PCS orders until last minute and maybe you list, missed the deadline to sit for the next bar exam, which is, you know, only offered twice a year. And so, you know, if you miss the summer exam, maybe you're waiting until the winter exam. And by the time you pass and are sworn in, you may already be looking at orders to the next duty station. And so um, MSJDN really came into existence uh, because some of the frustration with the repeated licensing challenges. And... um, I'm happy to say that in the six years uh, since MSJDN was founded, we have worked in 27 jurisdictions now. So it's 26 states and the Virgin Islands to uh, get licensing accommodations in place so that a military spouse attorney who is in good standing in one jurisdiction can um, obtain a temporary permit to practice for the time that they're in a state Um, on their service members' orders. So uh, we're really excited about that. We're continuing to push to get to all 50. uh, But, you know, military spouse employment is estimated between about 14 to 28%, which is at least four times, you know, the average of our our peers. And so, uh, you know, that's a really big problem for, recruitment and retention, if the military wants to uh, retain their best and brightest, a lot of times those service members are married to some really bright folks who want a career of their own. And uh, allowing us as spouses to be able to continue our careers um, can make things a little easier on the service member side as well. Yeah, and who better to share this than than you, an attorney married to, as we said, a military, a Navy uh, active duty um, military member? And I'm sure you've encountered, I mean, through the career of your husband, following him around, I'm sure you've encountered these issues. And I mean, I don't know how many times you had to take the bar, but you're a perfect example of someone who this initiative can actually help, so you can still practice law. Yeah, I mean, I I took the California bar, which uh, unfortunately does not have reciprocity with anyone else, you know, any other state. So we uh, eventually received orders to Florida, and I looked at taking the bar. It was going to be a two-year tour, and it was going to be several thousand dollars um, because I had significant time in practice at that point. You know, it was going to be thousands of dollars just to sit for the bar, plus, you know, to take a Barbary prep course and, you know, and it just didn't seem to make sense financially um, because even with a license, that's half the battle, but you still have to find a, you know, find somebody who's willing to hire you um, maybe for a two year period, hopefully longer, Um But so I I opted out of taking the Florida bar exam and 
uh, I had started my own practice in San Diego and was able to continue that remotely um, for our next two, three moves. So I was able to make it work, but um, it's certainly certainly a challenge. Um, and these rules just make it, you know, make it a lot less financially stressful on the families as they're they're moving around. You know, the reality in some places is a dual income is almost a necessity uh, somewhere like D.C. or San Diego, where the cost of living is so high. Um, and, and so these rules really help. And beyond the licensing, we, we also have a, a hiring initiative called Homefront to Hired. And we partner with uh, companies and firms who are committed to hiring military spouses and uh, we have a great we have a great group of partners, including a new one, uh, Bliss Lawyers, that works uh, to place attorneys, especially in remote positions, which is fantastic because then it's a position that you can take with you wherever you go and uh, have some continuity. So uh, we're really working to tackle, you know, the licensing side as well as the the hiring side of things. Yeah, that's an amazing, amazing accomplishment in the six years. You're more than actually over half the states. Hopefully, we you can get to fifty. Who is there a target? Maybe in the, hopefully it'll be quicker than another, another six years. Um, the other states should follow follow suits and uh, and give it these spouses with female or male spouses of military members the ability to practice law as you said there um a lot of times i'm sure there are very valuable military members who leave because their spouse is a lawyer and really just can't continue practicing the career that they you know spent money and and it was pro- their passion to go to law school and practice as a lawyer so what a great initiative and, and also in addition to that you're helping find jobs for the lawyers. So it's, it's not only the licensing, but helping. When you talked about bliss lawyers, I was, what, what exactly is that? It's a firm that helps the, the spouses actually find placement in, in uh, legal firms. Is that what it is? Yeah. So bliss lawyers, uh, they are based in, um, New York, but they work with, uh, so secondments, uh, temporary, you know, filling in, maybe someone's going out on maternity leave or someone is, uh, uh, you know, filling in somewhere and they need a uh, backup. Um, so Bliss Lawyers works to uh, fill those gaps. And so it's some of them are really great because it works out for our spouses. Maybe they are looking for something just for a year or two. Um, and so these kind of term limited positions end up working out. Um, but they also work with a lot of virtual positions, uh, which like I said, is fantastic. I know for me at the VA, my job is actually entirely remote. Um, after getting an initial, uh, two years under my belt, then I can work from anywhere. And that is just, I mean, it is literally life changing, to be able to, you know, have a job that now moves with me. Um, and my husband has orders back to San Diego. We're in DC right now, but headed back to San Diego next year. And to know that I don't have to go through, you know, a job hunt on top of, you know, uprooting everything and the housing hunt and all of the other things that come along with the move, 
um, to be able to have that continuity with the career and really uh, build a career and not just, uh, you know, find a job in each place is, is incredible. So bliss lawyers offers some of those virtual opportunities as well, which is just fantastic. Yeah, that's great with your work with the VA. And since it's a federal uh, job, you don't have to, you know, you just have to be licensed in one state for that. So you don't have to worry about taking a bar, bar exam every time you move. And, and you, if you're doing it remotely, you can work on the case, the important work you do for the VA, wherever you're, even if you're overseas, I take it, correct? Yeah, I think it would work even, even overseas. Um, so it, it's just, it's fantastic. And I think, you know, the technology that we have now um, that allows folks to work when they're out of the office um, is really a huge benefit for military spouses, because as long as you don't have a job that's requiring, you know, frequent court appearances, uh, we have the technology now where employers should be able to retain someone, you know, possibly even if they they do relocate. Uh, so that I think technology is really going to be uh, a huge boon for for military spouses and make it a little easier on the career side. Yeah, that is great. Well, Elizabeth, it seemed like between your job, your civilian job at the VA, which you're also you know serving military members, your job at the AB. Your, uh, you know, work with the ABA LAMP committee, which you're helping military members and their um, families, and then your work with the JDL, uh, the, you know, the spouse, uh, military spouse JD network. I mean, you are, you know, in addition to your husband who's serving his country, you are certainly serving your country and the veterans. Um, and you seem like you have like three full-time jobs. So you're doing amazing work. And it's been a pleasure to have you on our show and to have you explain all the different things you're doing and, and the resources available for military members and their families. And as you mentioned, you know, the pro bono opportunities. So if military members, families need legal assistance, but cannot afford it, um, you know, there's opportunities through the ABA, et cetera. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. Is there some, um, so anything I left out that you'd like to emphasize or clarify for our listeners? <laughs> Yeah, there's two things I'm realizing I left out. One is through the ABA and the uh, LAMP Committee and their military initiative, they have built a veterans legal support network. And I think this might be of interest to some of your listeners um, because there is a fantastic uh, page on the ABA's website that has an entire roadmap for how to transition from military service into civilian legal work. And there's some really great resumes with good and bad samples. Uh, same with cover letters and some really helpful resources on negotiating and what compensation looks like in the civilian world. I know on the military side, uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is and here's the pay structure and that's, that's what you have. Um, obviously it's, it's a little different on the civilian side and you can negotiate. And so there's some really helpful tools, uh, in that toolkit. And, um, the other piece of that is a LinkedIn group where veterans and hiring folks and military spouses are welcome as well. Um, can connect on LinkedIn and, you know, ask questions and mentor and provide support and insights. So I would really, uh, I would invite everyone to join that, that LinkedIn group. Uh, it is called, 
the Veterans Legal Professional Network. So if you search for that on LinkedIn, um, you can ask to be invited. And uh, that's a really great hub. We had a, a fantastic hiring an event here in D.C. Uh, last week at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce um, with about 80 folks showing up. So transitioning service members, JAGs and paralegals, uh, military spouses working in the legal profession, and then a whole bunch of supportive employers. And it was really fantastic to see those connections being made. Um, and so we're hoping to continue that and, uh, you know, maybe another in-person event, but also uh, let people connect online through the LinkedIn network. That is great. Yeah. You know, what people stay, if they're a lawyer and they're in the military, some of them may, you know, choose to stay in 25, 30 years where they maybe are not going to practice law. But a lot of people, you know, separate after four, eight, ten, you know, whatever, and they're veterans, they don't necessarily retire and need to get a job. And I'm sure, you know, working for the government, you don't learn that you don't need to learn those negotiating skills as far as trying to figure out how much pay you're going to get, as you said. So what a great, re and that's also through the ABA, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And some great supporting partners with um, Nestle and Mayor Brown, White and Case, and uh, working with Hiring Our Heroes is a broader veterans hiring initiative um, as well. So they have some really great, great partners to provide some holistic support there. Okay. okay. Fantastic. I'm glad you mentioned that as well. Well, is it Elizabeth, was there any other thing? I mean, there's so many different initiatives. Is there something else you left out that we, we should discuss? I'll plug one last. Um... Sure. We have plenty of time. You can plug in uh, plug as many because you're providing use, very useful information to our listeners. So go ahead, Elizabeth. Well, good. I hope so. I uh, like, you know, like I said earlier, there's so many different resources and it's, it's important for people to understand, you know, what's out there and hopefully what's useful for them. Um, but one other thing we do through the military spouse JD network is we also have a pro bono program called justice for military families. And that seeks to kind of fill some of the gaps, um, between, you know, services available on base and through JAG and the military and then some of these civilian legal assistance programs. And so one of those gaps that we saw was for uh, Gold Star families. And we have partnered with the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors at TAPS. And um, so we have military spouse attorneys and uh, some supporters in our network provide pro and low bono uh, resources to these families. So uh, if if anybody knows of, uh, you know, families who have lost a service member and they can send them to TAPS and they, you know, if they have legal needs, uh, they will refer them to MSJDN and our pro bono program through TAPS. Um, and, you know, TAPS has just a host of fantastic support uh, programs available for these families as well. So, just wanted to add that as one more resource for people to, to put in their toolkits as they're supporting uh, service members and families. 
That's great. Yeah. So if any listeners out there, you you know, you've now heard about all these different organizations. So if you know anyone might benefit, please spread the word. And if you're someone who might benefit, you're active duty, you're a veteran and need help, you really need to contact these organizations because they're not going to know you need help. You need to contact them. And, you know, as I always tell my kids, you know, showing up is half the thing. You show up and then you you meet the people that can help you. So you need to take initiative to to show up and get the help that these organizations, the ABA and the other organizations are providing. So um, I really do appreciate, again, all the, the great uh, information you've passed on. And we're going to have this on the podcast so people can, there was so much information, I think people can listen to it over and over and then <laughs> figure out which one, <laughs> probably start by going to the ABA website, but figure out which one um, can help. Or they can try to contact uh, Elizabeth through, you know, through LinkedIn or, you know, send her a message, etc. So Elizabeth, thank you so uh, again for taking the time out of your very busy life. I know you're very very busy woman, you know, married to a military member, an attorney, and, and part of these great organizations. Thank you for taking the time to share, uh, and as I say, arm our listeners with knowledge so that they can uh, ensure, you know, they can get justice in their lives. So thanks again, Elizabeth. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your platform, and hopefully we'll, we'll get the word out about some of these resources. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Elizabeth Jamison today. Today's takeaway is if you're a military member, a veteran, a family member, remember the American Bar Association has many initiatives where they have pro bono networks of attorneys and law firms that partner with the ABA to provide legal assistance and help with VA issues to the military members, the heroes that have served our country. So check out the ABA website. And remember, if you need help, you just need to reach out and there are people waiting to help you. So if you have any other questions, feel free to email me at info at militarylawmatters.com. And I'd be happy to see if there's a topic I can discuss next time that will answer any of your questions. Until next time, stay well and never ever give up because there is always hope. For you.